Welcome to episode five of the Beast Savage Cast. Yo, yo, yo. Damn, five episodes. I'm five really episodes. today's topic. Yeah, no, today's going to be a dope one. Um, so today we're talking about essential habits or strategies, tactics. You can't come up with the right word, but I feel like it kind of circumferences all. So essential habits that make you or help you become an absolute savage or beast, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. And our kind of strategies to help you guys do that. For sure. Um, so let's dive right into it, man. Um, so let's let's look at it this way. Um, what would your definition of like a beast be? That is actually a good question. I actually want to know yours first. I don't think I, <laughs> I, I, have, like a, I, I don't have a solid definition to kind of rattle off my head, but I know you do. So let's see where you have. Yeah, so and it's funny because um like literally my my business name is Building Beast, right? Yeah. So I just remember like um being in the gym and when I first kind of got into like coaching people, I was trying to find a name. And I just knew like my approach to training um helped me with my approach to how I like went about life. Yeah. So it was just kind of like this raw intensity that I would just like bring to my training. It was um it was, it was like, my motto was always like, it's like a lifestyle, like it's a mind step. Mm-hmm. So ultimately when I look at a beast is like, I look at someone who is not afraid of challenge. Yeah. I look at someone who's disciplined. I look at someone who's mentally, physically, and spiritually strong. Um, I look at someone who doesn't give in to temptation. I look at someone who controls their self. You know, I look at, um, or maybe the better way to put that is like ownership of themselves. Yeah. But when I when I when I view a beast, I not only just look at it from like your physical ability, but I also look at it from like your mental stability part and yeah. uh, your approach to. I mean, I live by the how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So it's like a lot of the the qualities that I picked up from being in the gym just kind of helped me in my world of business. And it helped me in my way of how to maneuver through relationships going in life, professionally, friendship, romantically, like everything. So it's just kind of like, it's this aura that um, the way that I approach my fitness has impacted me as a person overall. No, I love that. Yeah. I don't think I have a set definition because for me, like the reason I picked the name simply savages because like i think <clears throat> bringing it back to basics and being like raw bare minimum kind of stuff and but like at a high level is super important and i think that kind of like grinds into understanding who you are and being the best possible person you can be and i think the reason why i wanted to talk about being a beast or a savage isn't because of the name it's because like i think also the word success is so different for everybody so like mm-hmm. our success value is different than mine is different than yours yours is different than somebody else x y and z so how do we become a beast or how do we become a savage and you can take bits and pieces of what we're saying but for me it's more or less the same thing disciplined has high honor somebody that's confident in themselves somebody that that understands their value in this world and what they bring to to every to everything but also has like a very strong mindset towards consistency towards balance towards all this stuff that kind of just like you look at that person it's automatically respect between you guys because you understand like that guy is who he is because of what he's been through it's all about experience so that's how i kind of look at a savage to me if that makes sense 
Dope, man. So um, being that we have our definition of it is, now we can go into like what makes somebody that. Yeah. So I'll go first. So I'm a, I, I wrote, I got mine down into, into I'm not, what, how many do I have? I, I started writing notes. I wanted to be a little bit more professional. So I got my notes on the side. So I have seven, seven kind of tactics or strategies that I use. And I guess I'll go like one and then you can kind of go one and back and forth. But for me, I think the first thing that anybody needs to do to become the, the most savage or most beast is having the ability and the power to say no. Mm-hmm. I feel like people have a hard time setting boundaries and setting structures throughout their lives that they think that saying no to somebody will hurt their feelings. And then they'll say yes, but they'll put themselves in a bad position or predicament to do whatever that they want to do. It's like that peer pressure effect of, saying yes and then it puts you into and your goal is to be fit but like now you have to go to this party and now you have to go to this and now you have to go do that because you're saying yes to everybody trying to make everybody else happy but now you're not happy because you wanted to do something else so for me I think saying no was something that was very hard for me because in the beginning of like just I mean being a kid and stuff like that I was a people pleaser so I was like just the only child I didn't have that many friends and I just wanted to gain that many friends but once I started understanding how powerful no can be. It set boundaries. People started respect me more, stopped using me for the value that I gave them instead of vice versa and started being a lot better in drawing lines in the sand, but also mutual understanding between everybody. And be like, this is my boundary. This is a no. No, I'm not going to go out with you because I have to train the next morning or whatever like that, because that's very important to me. So it allows people to respect you, but not only but like not use you for their own selfish benefit if that makes sense so i just like the word no i think that's a very powerful word for sure um so for me what i would say is knowing what your morals and your values are like your principles um which kind of goes align a little bit to what you're saying but like first in order to in order to be a beast you have to i want to put this in words and in, in order to be a beast, you have to kind of know like what your your lane in life is, or you have to uh, at least understand like what you're what you're protecting, right? So it's um I, I kind of live by the live live for something to die for nothing type of thing, right? So it's like you wanna you wanna have a discipline that you're following, because now that you have your discipline that you're following it gives you a path to walk on. Yeah. You know, so before, and, and that kind of goes in, like, I know what to say no to if I know what I believe in. Yeah. So if you have nothing to believe in, then a lot of your choices are going to be lost and they're just, you're going to easily be um, persuaded. You're going to be pretty gullible. You're going to be naive because it's like, people can kind of push you all in so many different directions because you don't really stand on anything yet. So I think like one of the first steps into really becoming a beast is like knowing what you believe in and knowing what you stand on because that starts to create your discipline and that starts to create your walk of life. So my question to you, would would you start trying to set your boundaries and set your standards and, and your principles like, where does that come from? Does that come from your purpose or is that just comes from like you knowing who you are? Does that make sense? Or is that kind of intertwined in itself? It kind of does intertwine because I don't think a lot of people find their purpose like early on. I do think it's something that 
you um, just continue to kind of search through in life. Some people I think are blessed to find it earlier. Some people I think kind of don't know what they are, but I think what's important though, if you just kind of set like, kind of like a belief system, yeah, your belief system is going to kind of create your lifestyle for you. So if I believe in X, Y, and Z, let, let, we could take strength, for example, I believe in strength. So me believing in strength knows that there's a discipline that comes with me saying no. There's a discipline that comes with me being consistent. There's a discipline that comes with me finding a discipline to be disciplined. In. <laughs> yeah. You know, like these are all things that um, allow me to utilize strength because I know the power of strength and what it does in my life. And I'm just using strength just as anything right now. Yeah. So it's like um, now that I have this this um, thing that I believe in, I start to structure. I should be structuring my life in a way that is going to align me with this system that I now follow. Yeah. Now, if I have nothing to believe in and there's no system and there's kind of no disciplines and my morals and my values can be all over the place now because it's like, well, like what what am I striving for if that makes sense yeah and I think this goes like I'll I'm gonna bounce around on my list but I think you're hitting the nail on the head of having like discipline I think people don't like discipline because of like the hardship that it brings but like obviously a great great quote in like a book that I fucking read is a discipline equals freedom like once you have like a certain discipline you have the systems in place and you have all these things even though it may be hard to to follow and keep that discipline, but allows you to have so much more freedom to do what you want. I mean, like if you set a certain system into place and you want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, let's just say it's fucking run a marathon and stuff like that. Like my goal is to be to run a marathon and you set the discipline to do that. It allows you to have your whole day around your goal or have your whole day to, to get through all this stuff. It allows you to focus on what interests you by having a certain discipline. And the problem is, is that I think nowadays people like don't like any hardships or being uncomfortable. And we talked about that stuff before, like multiple times. Yeah. And the, the thing about that is that if you're constantly comfortable, things are usually in chaos because nothing is structured. I mean, you have no discipline. It's just like you're just doing shit to do shit with no intention. You know I mean, and like half-assing most of the shit. So understanding that discipline is very important to and integral to becoming a savage becoming a beast like following a certain structure and again like the structure lets you have freedom you know what i mean like even though it's certain things that you get to do like you get to do the shit that you enjoy and then you still have time throughout your day to do other stuff because you set boundaries or whatever like that you know what i mean so there needs to be people need to find like a people think discipline's over here and then like what they want is over here, but really it's like a straight line. It's just like the more disciplined you are, the more likely you are to get what you want quicker or whatever, whatever goal that you have to achieve. So um, being comfortable with the uncomfortable and understanding that if you're fucking comfortable too often, like you are falling off the path somewhere. So that's very, I think that's very important to me and, and my structure of understanding what savage is. Yeah, um, for me, another one is um, you had used the word earlier is intentional. Mm -hmm. And like, um, it's very, it's very important that like all of, all of your actions should, should mean something like they're not loose actions, like going, we can use like a workout going in for an example, like if I go in with the intention that I'm going to strength train today, 
then I should then all of my movement should be aligned with me building strength. Now, if I'm doing something that's um, increasing my aerobic capacity, now let's I could be doing something good, but I have the wrong intention. So at the end of the day, it's like I'm not really aligned with what I know to be doing right now. I always use the example a lot. Like you're not going to use push-ups to build your legs. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a great exercise. Of course it is. But primarily it's like, if you come in here and you tell me I'm trying to get big, strong legs and you show me your routine and your leg and your routine is all upper body stuff. It's like, you're just kind of going through the motion and you really don't even know what you're striving for. Like your intention is all over the place. Mm-hmm. So as, as a, as a beast or a savage, it's like, set a clear intention and it kind of goes right back into that setting that clear intention is going to give you the path of where you need to be walking along yeah i think everything needs to align like you need to have a rhyme and a reason for everything and it needs to line up with people what with what you want to do and a great quote that one of my um mentors used to say your direct your direction must match your attention so like a lot of people like are fucking doing like you said doing push-ups when their fucking legs need to be worked on and they're in the other fucking direction of what it is because they don't know how to align anything because they're not intentionally focused on it or they they're contradicting themselves so and it's like words and actions never line up for some people either i mean like if you're going to say something do something but a lot of times they don't want to do the work to actually get to where they need to go so they'll just fucking do the easy shit so i think uh, uh the systems the structures the discipline all form the alignment to stay on the right path like all that like just clues up together like they all fucking align and i think a lot of people need to understand is that even though they sound like different things they're all basically the same thing that gets you to the end goal yeah me so my my next thing doesn't have to do with any of this stuff um but my next thing is something that's really big for me and being introvert kind of helps but being comfortable being alone i think people are fucking terrified of fucking being alone by themselves with their own thoughts because they're going to think about some wild shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're so connected nowadays. We need to have like sound and this, and we need to be next to our phone. We need to be connected with all her friends. And like, people don't know how to fucking, um, what disconnect from anything and like actually find out more about themselves. And those times where we're fucking by ourselves is where we find out more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, but like no nobody spends any deep work doing that shit because they're so terrified about it i mean because they're so uncomfortable with themselves and that shit that uncomfortability shows when you're being social i mean like the need and desire to want to be desired by somebody else because you're so uncomfortable being by yourself i mean that need or desire to like make f- so many goddamn friends with no tangible or like strong connections just because you want to know all these people I mean, like, I'm more focused on, like, keeping my circles, like, small, but fucking strong. Yeah. And, but I'm also, like, focused on making sure that I understand who I am, because if I don't understand who I am, then how the hell am I going to help everybody else out? So, understanding yourself, understanding your habits, understanding what makes you mad, understanding what makes you happy, like, being content with yourself, like, even though it's super uncomfortable to be by yourself constantly, you know I mean? I'm not saying, like, fucking like covid shit you know i mean like lock your house like lock lock yourself up for two weeks but like every now and then just like even if it's a meditation like lock down just focus on one thing like journal do something and find out more about yourself and you'll find out like i feel like it's like 
I'll, I'll take it into this analogy. It's like almost like doing a nutrition plan and writing and looking at your macros, like writing your plan for seven weeks and you find out like, holy shit, when I'm stressed out, I eat more. Or like when I fucking, when I'm on during my week, like I'm amazing. And then the weekends I get so fucked up, even though, you know, these are happening. Yeah, I mean, you know that these aren't aligned with whatever you want to do. Seeing the data, yeah, I mean, and seeing what that person in front of you does, it's like, holy shit, that's me. Now I understand what the fuck is going on. Like, it blows people's mind when they find out that they're not eating enough or they're eating the wrong shit or they, how much drinking because, like, they're so unconsciously doing it because they don't know anything that, that they're doing. So I think finally being comfortable with yourself. I mean, will like grow you as a, as a fucking, not even like a, a savage, like fuck that. Like it'll just make you a better human, yeah. I mean, which will be a savage, but whatever. That's, that's, that, that's where that goes from that. And it's super easy as an introvert. Yeah. I mean, but um, I still, I still have the times where like I'm watching TV and like, I'm just mindless, but again, I'm super comfortable just being by myself. I love that dude. Um, I actually never even thought of that one. That was a good one for that. Mm, appreciate so my, it. my next one is, um, to be an information seeker mm. so as um one one thing that i that i always did just growing up was like i was always a very curious person so i always tried to position myself to get answers however i needed to get answers you know so um same thing that i said like even like coming into my career it's like i continued to put myself in rooms with people that i knew had more information than me yeah. And being around them was the best way for me to learn because I'm very hands on with how I learn too. So now it's like I get to ask the questions. I get to be very hands on. Like I get to hear it right from the horse's mouth. And yeah. I think the problem with um, a lot of how people learn today is, oh, I heard about or someone told me like it's just very much like that. You know, it's not really like going to the sources that actually can give you true information everything is just like passed around so quickly and then it's like a lot of us are critical thinkers and I kind of want to put information seeking and being a critical thinker like kind of like slash next to each other yeah um, just having that ability alone and it's so funny like there'll be some conversations I'll have with some people like damn um how did you think of that I would have never thought of that I'm just, and in my brain I'm just like I just thought it you know, like I didn't <laughs> just, yeah. I just feel like I'm just using my brain just to like, I'm always trying to find um a like understanding in something. And like the older I got, the more I actually saw like how many people just kind of like hear information and just kind of let it stick with them. And just like, that's the Bible to them. And I'm just like, you don't have any questions about that. Like that doesn't spark your curiosity somewhere else. And I'm like, I think that's such an important skill for us to have is just like the ability to to process information and um, critical think for yourself. And now you won't just be so force fed with everything that comes to you. Yeah. Um, and that just makes you uh, a stronger communicator. It just makes you a better businessman. It makes you a better human now just because you're not just someone who's just gonna bow down to anything that they hear like you're literally using your brain to process some things and now you can take this information here this information and now make it make sense for you yeah 
I think it's a it's it's interesting. It's almost like telephone. Like people hear a whole bunch of stuff, but it's also a thing is it's interesting because people will hear a bunch of stuff, but also mishear it and then still use it as a Bible because they didn't go deep enough to asking the questions that they need to ask to understand it. I mean, it, maybe it's not that deep so sometimes, but like it is interesting when you put it out there how like it is true. It's like I just heard this the other day and I just heard this the other day, whatever. And it's from X, Y, and Z, and he's he's the goat. But like a lot of people don't deep dive and ask the questions. I was a super curious person. Yeah, you know I mean, so like I I kind of get that because like I feel like sometimes information overload for me doesn't really like sit. But like it's also the thing of school where like I didn't I learned from like reading, but I also learned by me- like fucking um memorizing shit. Like that's how I got through school by memorizing shit. Like yeah. I didn't learn or fucking get a lot of value into it until I was interested in it. So like it's just fucking needless facts in my head that I remember. Like, like I remember the Pythagorean theorem. Theorem. Like, why do I remember that shit? Because I memorized fucking b squared plus c squared, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. When the fuck do I need that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, just, I just fucking memorize information, but. But but yeah, I, I I like that one. I see I haven't thought I haven't thought about that. That's a good one. Um, I think my next thing, and it's one of my new favorite quotes, and I've been using it like probably like just this year, but it's one of my new favorite quotes is surrounding yourself with fountains and not drains. And this goes into like like uh understanding who you are. And because I'm a little bit more introvert, like I understand who like I don't like to be out all the time and be social but I understand who takes my energy away from me. And I feel like a lot of people just like hang out with people because they know them for so long, even though like the quality of that friendship isn't as valuable as the quality of somebody you just met who gives you so much value. And like, I'll give you like a, a like a, like a thing. Like, I mean, I'm not from, I, I live in Jersey. Like a lot of my friends still live in Jersey. I don't have a shit ton of friends here in Texas, but like, I think a lot of the friends that I made here in Texas have so much more quality than some of the friends that I have back back in Jersey. Not because like I haven't seen the people in Jersey, but because like these people like just give me so much more. I mean, it's like it's a it's a mutual, it's a teamwork kind of thing. Like I give them advice, they give me advice, and like we're always asking questions, we're always trying to grow each other, and like I feel the best. And like when when I'm with my, this group of friends, because they're always like trying to grow. I mean, when I'm back home, it's just like, let's just chill. You know what I mean, it's just like one of those things where like you have these friends for such a long time because you just get high with them and then they're still getting high and you're still trying to do something else. But like they're your friends. So you hang out with them, but like they bring you no value. So understand, like take inventory of people that you surround yourself with, you know, like the thing of like you're the most like or the most like the five people you hang around with the most or some shit like that so understand who does that but understand who's like terrence said be in a room where fucking it gives you a shit ton of value and a shit ton of information but also figure out take an inventory of your friends your family and figure out who takes energy away from you who like you just don't like to be around like you don't need to be around them all the time like i know thanksgiving christmas comes around but be there less go talk to somebody else whatever but even though like they want you, they seem to want you to succeed. Like you never know who's ever undercover jealous either. So like understanding and taking fucking looks at who you surround yourself with is super important because those people that actually fucking fill you. Okay. Or fill your drain will actually motivate you and help you throughout your life. 
And I feel like those are higher quality friendships to me. And I heard a good quote. Um, I'll name two quotes because um, that kind of plays into a quote that I live by. Um, 50 Cent has said this in an interview. I remember seeing, he said, you only get as far as the people that you hang around for no reason. Yeah. And then there was another great quote that I heard from, um, he's like a boxer trainer. And he said, um, loyalty should have an expiration date. And I'm like, wow, that's that's dope to think about that because typically it's like, you feel like you're supposed to be loyal to people because of the time frame of, you know, yes. you being around them or you knowing them. But it's like, if we're no longer aligned on the same path, mm. then it's like, what what are we what are we doing here at this point? You know yeah. what I mean? That's not even to say you have to have bad blood for this person or whatever. But if I'm clearly walking in this direction of life mm. and you're walking in this direction of life, neither one of us are filling into our cup at this moment. Exactly. And it, 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 like you said, it can be a hundred percent mutual. It's a, it's like a fucking, it's a mutual separation. You know what I mean? Like you, you outgrow some people, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it, it's a natural occurrence, but like you holding on to those relationships that you can tell are separating, it's just not even giving you any value. You know I mean, value is very important to your own quality of life. Sure. So just making sure that you guys are taking taking checks of that stuff and just making sure like i mean you don't need to go out and get more friends but if you feel like the friends that you have right now don't provide you with any more value or don't follow the same path you do then you need to go out be by yourself do fucking the hard work and go find some other people that give you value you know what i mean you never know one maybe maybe here's the thing what people don't understand maybe old friends that you actually mutually mutually um avoided because you were going down a different path realigned with your path maybe that old friend will actually give you more value i don't know this is just ideas and it's it's simply that it's simply that part is just like the the value part and that kind of comes back into um how you view self Mm -hmm. and that that will take me into like my next point too is just like um like your self-esteem and your self-confidence at the end of the day like i put a quote up on my instagram story earlier i'm like if if you don't believe you you'll do it then you won't yep it's it's like it's it's simply that it's 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 simply that like um if if you tell yourself you can't then you won't you know like um you have to physically believe or mentally believe that it can happen for before it even takes chance and some people might argue like well how many times have you done something that you're shocked that you've done it true but that means that there was something in the back of my mind that still made me try it yep like if I if I if I wasn't confident enough to try it, then I wouldn't have found out. So there's still some type of confidence there that even allows you to say, "All right, I'm gonna do it." Yep. Even if you're not that confident in doing it, there's confidence of you still taking that action. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, that that goes to show that there's something in your brain that told you like you can do it. You know, so that's uh <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know I don't know why you can do it. I, I, felt like, I felt like that was Super Mario. You had you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> or like or, or just like a random mexican in the back of your head like, you can do it. or like the dude, the dude the dude from Waterboy. you can do it yeah i just i don't know why i just pictured that when you said that um but yeah no 100 agree i think my my thing i have a big pet peeve in my gym it's when they're doing super heavy weights and they get under the bar and they're like fuck or like they curse and they just get yeah. super negative. And it's not like I'm saying like it's a freak out thing. It's just like they're automatically putting themselves in a negative mindset to do the exercises they need to do. 
And that shit pisses me off because that whole set looks like shit. Because like now in the back of your head, what you just did was like, I can't do this, even though like he's watching me. So it's that kind of it's 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 a it's a small layer of what Terrence is saying, but like it's just you need to watch like how you kind of even think. You know I mean, like it's interesting, and this goes in, back into the journal thing. I'm very negative sometimes when I'm writing, and like it takes me to write to understand how negative I can be about myself. And it's not like I'm lacking confidence sometimes, but like sometimes I am. But like it's just like. Every time it's like, don't do this, don't do that. Like that was stupid. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm like, dude, like I this is how my head works like the whole time. So like it's just almost rewiring that needs to kind of happen. That it, sometimes the average it person off. has they say the average person have more negative thoughts in their head than positive thoughts. Yeah. There's like a number out there. I don't remember what the number is, but there was like the amount of negative thoughts that goes into people's heads on a daily basis. Like this, and here's this part. Imagine if you acted out on every negative thought you had. Yeah, I would the type of person you walk out the, bro. I would, I would, I would not walk out the fucking door at all. I wouldn't walk out the door. Yeah, and I'm not saying that as like a fucking thing. I, there's a lot of people with darker shit in their head, but like, if I listen to every single negative thing that I've always thought, then I probably wouldn't. I probably would never leave. I'd probably still live in Jersey and like do absolutely nothing. Sure, I, I would never started my career. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's. It's probably like the same and, and going to the number. I think it's probably the same as like the amount of times that guys look think about sex. It's like like out like it's a con like my brain, bro. It's like nothing but it's <laughs> not. But it's um yeah, it's it's very interesting how negative we can be. And I think that goes back to the fact of like we're just so connected that every time like I mean you look at your feed and you see somebody like fucking post a picture and like even without intentionally doing it, you're like, damn. I wish I looked like that. Or damn, like, I wish I lived like that. Like, damn, like, that dude's lucky. Like, you start thinking about other people and stop thinking about yourself because, I mean, that's just the way that we're so connected to everything else. Like, we have, we, we had, we, we see people's value through social media or what they think they bring, even though a lot of that is an illusion. So, like, it's just, it's very interesting. I think people need to have the self-confidence and, encourage themselves a little bit more and i mean hopefully that spreads throughout like their whole their whole life for sure i think my next thing kind of goes into that and it's the the power of of, of vulnerability and mm -hmm. i use this very often i think that really helped me grow into the person that i currently am is like i generally think that building vulnerability like throughout like your entire life helps be, build actual more general uh genuine connections and builds trust i mean like people that understand that you i mean i'm not super copy cocky i'm not super like i'm kind of on the humble side but like i mean i joke around and i'm that i'm cocky as shit and i'm good at my job but i am good at my job but anyway um but it's like this thing of like understanding that you need help from other people and i think that's also a superpower in itself is asking for help like that's mm. not part of my list i think people fucking need to ask for more help and I think a lot of things can be solved by asking for help. But again, it's a, because you're you lack vulnerability to do that. Like it's it. I mean, it hurts you. you know what I mean, like I like I always ask people for advice. And I think that's one of the things where I was actually one of my other friends was telling me like, yeah, like you always ask this guy for advice. Like, like, why do you do that? Because so, I don't know anything. I believe I don't know anything. 
Yeah. I mean, I think some other people, people bring so much other value that they know shit from. Like I always ask for advice. How can I make this better? How can I do this better? How, how, how is this wrong? Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I am so open and vulnerable to, to people that people just give me advice, but give me the knowledge that, that, that I need throughout the moment. And I think that really helps people like be comfortable with their own skin is being okay with being themselves. And that goes back to kind of the whole circumferencing thing of this is, I think people lack a strong self-identity and lack and not even know their own identity, but then also lack the vulnerability it takes to accept that they need to grow. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's a, it's, it's, it's weird, but I think vulnerability should be kind of like in the forefront of people's mind and people should be as we get older it's obviously easier because like we're adults now and we don't play that game no more but it's scary like watching some people be like like walking walking down the street just like putting on this illusion that they're this and that because they want to show off for other people instead of like actually being like true to themselves mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um, when you when you did that article, Power of Vulnerability, you actually, you personally made me look at vulnerability a lot differently. Um, I would say between... I need, to find it. I need to find it again. I can't find any of those fucking articles, but... but we probably still have the website up. It's not It's not up anymore. No? I think I think when when I... I but I must have deleted it by accident. I looked at Coach's Vault. I couldn't find it. Oh, you know what probably happened? The domain, domain probably expired. Probably. Because it was only out of for a year. Um, yeah, I, 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 I got, I, I'll probably find it. Cause what I used to do is I used to send it to like either like Michaela or my mom to like review to make sure shit was spelled correctly. Cause I can't fucking edit for my life, um, <laughs> but I'll find it. But yeah, continue. Sorry. I do that. Um, between that and just being in like a, a relationship today, cause I, I'm in a very, very healthy romantic relationship and just right. seeing me, um, just seeing how strong vulnerability makes you mm-hmm. and and um literally i love the title of of what your your article was it was the power of vulnerability and i think what plays more into like the vulnerability part is like you said it gives you self-identity so now when you kind of sit back and reflect even more and it's like you're just kind of walking into your own skin so you know when people always say like uh, oh i don't give a fuck what people think whatever blah 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 it's like yeah you do everybody yeah. does to it's, a certain degree it's impossible yeah. not to. like yeah. we're, we're we all fear some sort of judgment if that's the case we would all walk around without clothes because we wouldn't give a fuck like this is like is this not realistic but um being able to just kind of wear your heart on your sleeve and just like being able to ask for help and just kind of having that self-identity of really understanding and and knowing who you are it makes it easier to maneuver through life. Like at oh, the so end of the day, it's like you're not trying to um just wear this mask. Like typically I just have um I'm like more like kept to myself and I don't really share like a bunch of stuff, but I've I find myself with age just getting a little more comfortable just having, you know, certain conversations or just being a little more open, just in a just in a sense of like it allows so much character depth. Yeah, and then it allows so much um, different perspectives of life, and it it allows you to receive so much more information because, like, you're opening yourself up to it. At the end of the day, you're not closing yourself off to it. It's just like, there, of course, there's levels that you're gonna have where it's just like personal to you. Like everybody doesn't need to know everything, but 
there's so much value in just being able to self-identify and allowing yourself to be vulnerable in spots that either allows you to seek more information, allows you to get more help, build deeper, um, intimate relationships with other individuals, just because, um, you're, you're literally being you (laughs) at the end of the day. I think it's, it's, it's almost like, and the reason why I, I know I said, say no is a superpower, but vulnerability is a superpower because it's crazy how much more confident you are because you are accepting of yourself, but also how uncomfortable it makes people who are not vulnerable. Mm Mm-hmm. It's crazy how like, like, and like you said, like you could walk into a room or you could sit down with a bunch of people you don't know or whatever like that. And they can tell how much pride you have or how much like self-worth you have by the way you sit down and the way you speak about yourself or you speak to other people and stuff like that. And it's crazy how like uncomfortable it makes some people. Like it, like if you really actually look at like the your group of people and you start ha- having these vulnerable conversations and they can't even have a vulnerable conversation, it's like super surface level shit or like deep conversation. It's really, it's really telling of like those people. I mean, I'm not like judging or bashing people that aren't vulnerable or don't have like that thing, but it's, it's like night and day seeing yeah. the difference between somebody who's fucking so open, vulnerable um has a good self-identity um confident like that and like not not confident as in cocky but like confident in their own skin and somebody who's not like it's super night and day you stand out you stand out way quicker even if you're not trying to like it's it's almost hard not to notice like i remember even being in rooms and um somebody be like um it's like a guy over there he has so much character whatever and i just be sitting there talk like mad just chill not even like all loud yeah. or nothing like that it's but it's just like, like whatever yeah. yeah like it, i guess it's just whatever you're just kind of giving off just based off of like your presence maybe it's how i'm sitting tall and strong or the way i project my voice when i talk like it's probably i mean i'm just so comfortable in my skin after all these years of just things that i've been through i probably don't even recognize how comfortable i am with myself today which yeah. lets me even know another five years from now, I'm going to be even more comfortable. And another 40 years from now, I have the potential to be even more comfortable just in myself because it's like at such a young age, I think it's awesome to just like really own like yeah. the person that, that you are. It's like you, I always say like, I've been through enough stuff to just know that I can count on myself. And that yeah. already makes me more comfortable just moving into situations going forward. Like I know I always got me at the end of the day. So it's uh-huh. like, it's not much somebody can say that would really affect me. The only people that can really affect me are the ones that I truly deeply love that's near and dear to my heart because they have that power over me. Yeah. But like anybody else, it would just be like, okay, like I just understand that I'm not supposed to align with everybody and I'm not going to be for everybody. And like, that's okay. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, like that's perfectly fine because all that does is just continues to let me know what i want to keep around me and what i don't want to keep around me exactly and like just being i mean being where we're from like i mean everybody's fucking hot-headed like everybody doesn't like a certain way that you speak to each other or whatever like that and like i remember always being like super short-tempered when i was younger and it was just one of those things where like i was just wasn't very comfortable with myself so i thought i had to act bigger than what i am and being short as shit like acting bigger than what i am it's his own fucking joke but Mm -hmm. um but it's like that kind of thing where like nowadays, like you can say whatever the fuck you want to me. You know what I mean? And like, I'm so confident in myself. I'm obviously like, it's one of those things where like, 
you know, like you do martial arts and you're so confident in your technique that like you'll never even need to fight. It's like people who it's like it's like people who are actually black belts never fight on the street because yeah. they know what they're fucking they 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 know how to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. They have so much pride in themselves. But it's also and it kind of goes into my my last thing, like being vulnerable, having self-identity, growing yourself and understanding yourself helps you communicate better and helping you communicate better actually like helps a lot of things that people don't understand like it bridges a lot of gaps it helps clarify certain things and it also helps like i think and we talk about it a lot how valuable our communication skills are and like i think we're both very good at it but i think a lot of people think about communicating about just talking to somebody yeah saying words but like I take I I think people need to understand that communicating is not only relaying a message, but making sure that the person that you're trying to relay the message understands how you're trying to uh how you're trying to say it and interpret it correctly. Sure. So like I think people like just try to fucking like spew fucking shit at people and then expect people to know. But like they didn't do a good job of like understanding how that peop that person like receives information. Or like the people that they need to talk to, how they receive information, and maybe they need to relay a little bit differently. And I think that's also a frustrating thing. Like having good communication skills, like is a very like super like not minuscule, but like the bottom level. But like if you have this, it helps everything else out. I mean, because it helps build connections, it helps build. Um, I mean, it makes you better at your job. It makes you better at relationships. It makes you better at. I mean, just about everything. Like, it even makes you a better writer. When I figured out, and and I'm still not good at writing, but I did enjoy writing, like, those articles because, like, it helped me express my, it helps me communicate in a different way and try to use that and try to leverage that to speaking better myself. So, yeah, I think communication is huge and being vulnerable is huge. And and the dope part about communication is one of those skills that you can never master. Yeah. So like it always, it's always something that you can continue to work on. Like it doesn't matter how many personalities you ran into, you can run into one that you've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Period. Period. Like, always something that you can run into that's gonna make you look back on your communication. It's like, all right, um, you know, how do you how do you deal with this situation? And I think just which kind of goes into like the vulnerability conversation, just allowing yourself to open up communication with so many different people to learn about so many other individuals to uh, empathize with so many other individuals it's like that brings so much value to you so it's like continuing and that's what I do love about my my career helped me become a amazing communicator we run into so many relationships on a on a weekly basis on a daily basis on an hourly basis so it's just like it yep. it's it's so many especially if you're teaching classes like yep. you have 10 different personalities for eight hours straight yep. you know or even if you're doing small group or one-on-one pt it's like you're dealing with people on a consistent basis every week dude so it's not even like someone's just coming in and they're leaving like that might happen every now and then but it's like you're literally building a relationship with all of these people just to different levels. You're seeing yep. these people every week. Yep. That's that's a lot, bro. Like there's some people that see you, you see some of these people more than you see your own family. Oh, <laughs> so, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think it, it they 
it's super undervalued, like building the relationships correctly. And I think building relationships obviously builds the trust and helps yeah. you become a better coach. But it's 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 crazy how people different people interpret different things and you have to say things a certain way to certain people and it's just like queuing it's like some people might not get butt back they might get butt down they might um big chest or like look like you're superman or whatever like you have like all these different kind of ways to 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 say something and some people might get it some people might not and it's just it's all day and people don't i mean it's like you're saying people just walk in and walk out or whatever but i mean you're with them for an hour at least an hour I mean, you have to make sure that they're, they are good enough to understand what you're saying and have good enough te technique that they leave their like better throughout their day, but also like safe. I mean, mm -hmm. like you also have to like manage all this stuff. And I think people don't, don't really interpret how much actual like work goes into actually being a good coach, especially a class coach. Like PT is the one-on-one -on -one actually super easy, e even though, I mean, obviously they're a little bit more priced, but like it's crazy how to manage a group of people that have a whole bunch of different personalities that all have to end up having the same goal that maybe they don't even communicate with each other so how can you make that fucking class even fun well you know what i wonder if pt is easier for you because you're naturally more introverted actually because, like you know, the funny part is like there's some people who i remember hearing like they're so used to doing like classes they're like i wouldn't even know what to do on a one-on-one and I'm I like, think, that's interesting to me because I was always the opposite. No, I think I, so I'm thinking PTs are easier programmatically wise. I'm not, I don't think, I don't think they're easier like relationship wise. Got it. It's like, I feel like I, it's not like I'm having like full blown conversations. Well, like I know these people well enough now that I have full blown conversations, but I think it's easier programmatically. Like here, you come in, you do this, you do this, you do this is very structured PT wise. But like, there's so much going on in the class. I think it's more fun, obviously, because like, you just have like, it's chaos. It's literally, it's controlled chaos. And I think that's fucking fun because it's, you never know what's going on. But I think PT's, PT's not easier for me um, on a level of, I want to say contentment, like just like, it's just, I have one person, it's easier. I think it's easier because I can handle chaos better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. That's I, good, I didn't think about uh, that. For 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 PT, like we can get more specific. Yeah. I think that also goes into knowing like what's in your tool bag. Mm. So someone who might be like in a who comes from like a um a class setting, they might not know how to be specific when they know yeah. how to be more general. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. actually did, um, yeah, like I, I've seen that situation play out a few times where it was just like, yeah, um, well, in a class we do X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, what do I do when I have this person where it's this boom, 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 boom to where it's like, I need to specify for this person and they struggle with that to where yeah. I, for us, I feel like if you come from PT, the hard part becomes, well, how do you generalize it more? Because I'm so used to just this person has this back problem here. Their foot does this thing in X, Y, and Z. So all, everything that I have, make sure it fits perfectly into this person. Now, when you take me into a group setting, it's all right. I have to find a way to make this shit work for all of y'all with different capabilities. There you go. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I never even thought about it like that. I think it's because I don't think about it like that because my groups, like I, I, even though like my groups are 10 people, I think of each person as a PT. Like I know when they walk in, 
Like if they if I have a back squat day or something like that, I know this person can't do that. I know this person has a knee problem. I know this person has this. Like I think about them as all individual PTs that are just working out together. And I think even though the workout may be generalized, like I know the entire gym needs X, Y, and Z done. And maybe this person needs a tweak here and there. You know I mean, and I think it's easy for me to do PT, like super easy for me to be do PT because I only have to worry about one person. Yeah. And I know exactly what the fuck that, that's going on with that person. I think that comes from, from experience of knowing the the gym that I have. And it might be different if I have to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because that's a little start over. But right yeah. now I'm so like in the zone of 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 helping the, the groups of 10 people. And I know exactly what the fuck is going on before it happens. That's just easily controlled chaos where I can tweak very quickly with whoever I need to speak with. And I try to make sure that every person that's in my group, like has some kind of connection with me that, or I have a connection with them that I'll walk around. Like, I know exactly what's going on. Like, I know how many sets that person's on. I know how many sets that person's on. I know that this person just had a baby. I know this, like I can kind of bounce around and make everything kind of work where there is feeling like they're in the workouts individualized without being individualized. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I want to revisit this conversation though. This is a good conversation to have. Yeah, this is um, good. Um, my last thing, just to kind of to to finish out the topic. Yeah, my last thing on what makes a beast is um control for me. So um, one of my mottos is strength and control, and that usually just comes from you know owning good exercise technique, having good uh, muscular rhythm and activation, um, utilizing tempos in your training and stuff like that. But also when I when I speak of strength and control, I also just kind of speak of it in a sense of um, like your mental control and your mental stability, like being able, like you said, being able to de-escalate something when it's necessary, um, not being overreactionary, you know, yeah. not being uh, overly emotional to where you can't use a logical um, mindset going into something. And I think that that's so important when it comes to just moving forward in life is like not just reacting to everything that's happening to you, but being proactive to the things that, that are going on around your life. And I think, um, I think a lot of people live in a very reactionary state. We want yeah. to react or maybe we don't want to react, but we're just so used to reacting. We hear some news, we react. We, someone talks to us a certain way, we react. And it's like, there's really no ownership over your emotions. Like yeah. that just, if me, I just look at it, if I'm reacting to everything, that means things have more power over me than I have over it. Yep. You know, yeah. So like overall it's like, what, what are you in control of? Like, obviously we can't control everything. Right. But the things that we are, that we can control, are we in control of it or is it in control of us? And I think weightlifting is one of the best, um, things to correlate to that is just I always tell people I'm like you own the weight don't let the weight own you if you're doing a squat and you have that bar on your back you're controlling that bar going straight up and down that bar should not be moving side to side that bar should not be wiggling on your back like you attach that shit and you move that shit wherever you want to move it yeah um I'll even bring it into I've been doing a lot of kettlebell flows lately and um I've really been enjoying it. And I even like put up something in my post um, earlier on Friday, where it's just like the, the kettlebell with flowing is so interesting is because 
you're in control of the kettlebell, even though you're following the kettlebell. Yeah. I think that's like, it's almost like, a, um, it's like synonymous to life. It's like, life is going to take you through all these twists and turns, but overall it's like, you're for the most part controlling the direction and where you're going. So it's like, when I do this kettlebell clean and then I open up into a pivot, um, I have control of the bell in my hand, but I know I, I now know that the kettlebell is moved in this direction. So I'm following it while I manipulate it to where it moves in this next direction. So even though I'm moving to the flow of the bell, I'm controlling how the bell flows at the end of the day too. And that's like true strength and control. And like when I started getting that concept, when it comes to me getting my kettlebell flows and I'm like, holy shit, like this is everything that I preach about. So that's yeah. what's been drawing me a little bit more into kettlebell flowing. It's like the, the idea of ownership, but still allowing yourself to be adaptable because there's some moves that I know that I was trying to do in a flow and I actually fucked it up, but it just opened me up into flow into somewhere else. So it's yeah. like I adapted to wherever the kettlebell might have moved, even if that wasn't my clear intention there. Now it's like my intention is still to do this flow, but I had to adapt and move in this position because that's where the kettlebell now went. And that's yeah. no different than anything else in life. My intention is to go straight, but maybe instead of making a left here, I had to take a detour and go backwards to make the left still, but it just looks differently as I'm still going to the same path. That's I I, I like I like this one. This can be in a conversation by itself. It's that being adaptable but also in control it's super important but i think the one thing that and like you said like weightlifting is like one of the things that helps but i think all sports help because yeah. you have to be in control of your emotions the whole time it's like baseball like if you're fucking freaking out and you're on the plate you're gonna miss that ball every single time you're freaking out when you're fucking when you're in the when you're a quarterback you're gonna freak out every time you're gonna, and that's why a lot of the times like you see all these people that you can tell the difference between people who play sports and not because they're less reactionary, they're more proactive. And mm -hmm. the only way to be more less reactive is to prepare. And the only way to prepare is to find places where you can control things that are uncontrollable to a certain extent, like weightlifting mm -hmm. or whatever like that, or kettlebell flow, like kettlebell flow and everything like that. Like it's even though like what you're saying, even though it's predictable, it's super unpredictable. And the only way to do that is to adapt. But the only way you learn how to adapt is by experience, by yeah. doing these things. And then those transfer to other things. And then that's just the whole nature of sport and the whole nature of, of fitness all around is being highly adaptable to the situations around you. And if you can't do that, like, fuck, like, I don't even know how you're alive, to be honest with you. Listen, this shit don't fucking work that way. And that's, that's a whole topic by itself. But I think that's, that's a good way to fucking end it. Oh, another another awesome talk, bro. I know people probably thought we were gonna be like, all right, well, what what training style makes you a beast? Yeah, you know, it, it, a little bit differently. Yeah, it, it went completely left. I think it, I think it went. It's better that it went left because I think we talk about training a lot, and I think it's good. But I think it's also the other aspects of people's life that we need to talk about because, like, this can be obviously easily transported to the gym, but this can be easily transported to part of your life. Yeah, you know I mean, it's um. It's a it's a talk that people need to have more often. And I think these deep talks um, are super important, super integral to everything that you need to do. Um, 
And I know it's a long ass podcast and a long winded ending to say it, but just be, I mean, just be a little bit more vulnerable, understand how to say no. Like, I mean, everything that we're saying, like it helped us become who we are, but the only way to do it is to experience the new things. I mean, and you literally just go to see like the, the, the characters of who we are. It just mm-hmm. our, our, our outlet. It just goes through the gym and it just goes through. Yeah. But yeah. Overall, it's like, we use fitness and we use the gym and we use training to literally just make us better people. And yeah. it gives us the discipline to just walk in this way of life that we choose to live yeah. at the end of the day, you know? So, and, and it goes right into my first point of where I was like, you just have to have something to believe in. Like yeah. I believe in strength. I believe in training. I believe in physically making my body stronger and healthier. And I know what that does to my mental state you know yeah. so this belief system that i continue to prioritize on a daily basis not a weekly basis not a monthly basis not an annual basis on a daily basis yep i eat cake is because i i decided that i wanted to eat this for pleasure but that's not my way of life it fits yep. to, to my mental health of where i want to just enjoy myself and have pleasure or whatever like that because as people we are pleasure seeking mm-hmm. but ultimately it's like someone told me like your next piece of cake is going to kill you and I'm never going to eat cake again like it's that simple for me at the end of the day because like my discipline to my my health and my mental and my spirit is way more um important than my pleasure seeking things that are let's say a little more negative rewarding yeah I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because I would die for cake so <laughs> you, you said everything you said before this was spectacular, but you can go to hell. I am not you that as a thumbnail. No, you see that cake right there? I'm gonna die for that cake. Oh, that's a good way to die. How he died by cake. He did what he loved. <laughs> and for me, it's not cake, it's cookies, but like it's it, I, I, I get what you're saying. But I had to put that out there because I think you're wilder for that one. I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Always yeah, good. I appreciate you like always. Catch you on the next one. Yes, sir.